This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forrester, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. Man, this week I'm joined by Dr. Vic uh, Monzo Jr. And so Vic has has gone through like a lot of reflection, self-evaluation. You know, he was a, a pediatric chiropractor. He's now working with people to remove like their limiting beliefs, the things that are, you know, holding us back, being able to make quantum leaps within our lives. And so not holding on to the belief of, this is who I am. This is who I've been. This is who I will always be. It's garbage. And through the conversation with uh, Vic here, I'm hoping you'll see that is the case for you as well. So it's the case for all of us. In fact, Vic, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, brother. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I've loved our conversation. And that's where I'm like, dude, just the, the realization and the uh, things we can discover I love the the conversation that we had before, and so I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting about that and helping people see that, hey, you know, you're not alone in in the things that you go through and the things that you believe that uh, hold us back on, you know, consciously or unconsciously. So, what does life look like for you today on the professional side of life? Oh man, just so much going on in that level. I mean, I've been able to shift careers where I've been a pediatric chiropractor for 11 years and been doing coaching for the last five, uh, mm-hmm. been doing it solo, like strict coaching for the last two years. Um, in the, 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 be able to help individuals, you know, I've helped on a health level and, and neurologically and all the fun stuff that I did with Cairo and be able to help individuals, you know, break barriers. You know, I'm a business coach, but it's funny. I don't, really teach a lot of business. I know the principles, but I do use them. But it's one of those things where working on people's minds and just teaching them, you know, these things, it's just awesome to do. Um, and it lights me up. And it's just how bigger can I go and how to help in more as much as I possibly can um, from that perspective. But I'm also going back actually into chiropractic. I kind of missed it after two years of not practicing. Um, it's something that uh, I'm going to be, I'm going full strong in the next month or two here. And, uh, I miss it. I've, I've learned some things being away for a couple of years that I, I could have played better in that game. And it's something that I've been kind of pulled towards and kind of been led mm-hmm. towards going back into it. Um, I fought it for a little bit and I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to do this. And I, uh, I'm going to stick to my game plan here. Uh, but universe life, whatever you want to call it, kind of kept nudging me. Um, very, very slowly or not, you know, very, um, not slowly, but, um, um, not like big blunts. It was just soft little touches. Like, Hey, just, just, just keep looking this way. And then as soon as I opened up to it, it was like, Oh wow, look at this. This is connected. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. I'm like, mm, I teach this stuff. I need to follow this. Yeah. The gentle nudge becomes like a, a strong four by four across the forehead going, Hey Vic, we want you going to do this. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I got that towards the end, that nice four by four, and it just like 
Oh, it's like that moment where you sit there and it's been doing this for so long. And then you sit and you go, oh, that's why that comment happened over a year ago. And I totally dismissed it. And then this, I met this person here and it could have went this route. And then I told, nah, I kind of stepped away or whatever. And it was just like those, like all of us. And it's all at once, right? That instant moment, it all shows up. Yeah. But at least you're aware of it. That's the big difference. I mean, we can be like tone deaf and just ignoring it and going, you know, sticking your fingers in your ear kind of thing. Um, But it's being aware to go, oh, now I see where these things are lining up. So that's awesome, man. Um, what does life look like for you on the personal side? I mean, my personal life is amazing. I have a 16 month old who I just adore and spending time with my amazing wife and, uh, um, just soaking her up. Um, you know, being a pediatric chiropractor, I've seen, I've worked with so many moms, so many kids and so much of that. Um, but when I have, when I finally had one of my own, it's like, I, I know the stages, so I know it all mentally and logically from experience and talking with so many mothers. Um, but to go through my own has just been a game changer. Like I tell her, I tell like I was saying before my professional thing, right? Like I could have played the game better. It's because of my daughter, like she just, the things I've seen with her and connecting with her and just being with her. Um, it's amazing what kids do. I mean, even, even from a healing perspective, it's been, that's a whole nother podcast episode in that alone of just in 16 but you can tell like that i do a lot of self-reflecting and i and i and i'm very mm-hmm. big on it and the stuff my daughter is awakening in me or having me really just reflect and look inward it's just been absolutely amazing because how i want to be as a father for her is i have to heal my stuff in order to have her be help her you know be that that father that i want to become so that i don't pass stuff down to her and it's been so yeah personal life is absolutely amazing having a kiddo um not traveling as much as i used to but that's perfectly fine you know it, it, it will come back again i always joke around with my wife all the time like um i'm like you remember all the traveling we used to do before kids and that's why we waited a little bit uh she's like yeah she goes but look at our life now i'm like oh no i'm i'm, I'm happy with this parks going out i get to go to almost every day with my my wife to the parks with my daughter and just see her joy and bliss and doing the same thing over and over but finding that bliss it's like that's life right there hmm. so how what are you discovering bliss in that before would have just been hey that's everyday normal life and just wouldn't catch you in that state of awe? Like what's something that you've caught within like the last week or last month that's been like, Oh dude, this is amazing before it just would have been kind of meh. The simplicity of life, how we have to think. And it's the constructs of, we think from humanity, I call it the matrix, but it's how, what programs our mind and thinking how life should be rather than what life really was designed for us. And it's funny because I talk about this with clients. I've said this for years about we got to get back to that three, four-year-old of ourself. Um, but now I'm going with the knowledge. I'm going with that experience now. So it's like, it could be the littlest things. I mean, like right now, my, my daughter loves singing and she'll start to sing certain songs that we'll sing or in, and pick up. And, and it's funny, she'll do it a hundred times a day. And if you look at her when she's doing it, she is smiling. She is happy. And I'm like, that's what I need to get back to. But if I bring something else to the table, um, this is more from a physical health perspective. I look at how she can like go to pick something up and deep squat. I'm going, yep, honey, you and I, we need to, mm-hmm, we got to work on that. I can't be seeing her doing those things and she can deep squat and then like walk. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't even get down and hold that. I'm like, okay, that's something I got to work on. But it's seeing also like just our natural emotions as, 
uh, and I can go very deep in all this stuff, but like seeing how we should be moving and how we lose that and all these other things, it was important to, you know, get that back for a variety of reasons, not just, you know, health, there's other things that come with that too. Um, but those are, I mean, it's every, it's an everyday thing with her. It's not like, you know, it's, but that's just some of the things I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I was going to say work on those hip flexors and some, uh, mobility in our lower back and glutes. Right. Um, Oh yeah. Big time. Well, I think it's interesting. Like, um, let's jump back. You like, you're getting ready to go back into chiropractic, um, practice. Um, and when you were first looking at going into chiropractic practice, like there were things that kind of came up when you were going to school that it's like, I know there's more beyond this. Um, how did you, in that kind of situation where it's like school and things are wrote out, you stepped outside of the normal practice, right? What, what's normally given to us to say, I believe there's something beyond. How did you find like the courage to step beyond like the, the normal path, like the curriculum to say, let me look at this because some of us would be like, nope, I'm sticking with what there is or we're afraid that it's like my, my lack of worth, right. Speaks up and goes, what do you know? Like the teacher's the one you should be listening to because they're the all knowing person here. How did you step out and have the courage to like, look beyond and follow that, that feeling that you had of there's something beyond what I'm being taught that I really need to understand. Yeah, I guess I had, you know, there was a point in school. So I w I'm from Chicago and I went to school in Dallas. And one of the things was, is my first trimester in chiropractic school, I got really like bothered. I was kind of like, this is not like, why am I learning medical school stuff? Like it was mm -hmm. literally what we go. So the first year, year and a half for those people who don't know, chiropractors and medical doctors go through the same curriculum, give or take a little couple of different stuff with adjusting and whatnot, but it's pretty much identical for the first year, year and a half. So I'm like, why am I going? I went all the way to Dallas to go to school here. And yet I could have went to school that was in Chicago and I could have just learned the same thing and, and been, and why and be away from, be closer to my family and all these things. And I really was getting disheartened. I was like, I'm, I was looking potentially to go back. And then I started to, I felt like, no, there's something else. I need to look into this. I've heard, I thankfully I had a chiropractor who got me into all this. Um, he was very philosophical based. Chiropractic has, you know, science, art, and then it has the philosophy. And so I learned a little bit and I was looking for that and I was missing that. And then all of a sudden I found a group of chiropractors and not just students, but also who practice out in the field. And they were very philosophically sound. And from there, it was like the body is, you know, the power that made the body heals the body. Um, healing happens from above, down, inside, and out. You know, all these, there's these hermetic principles that are very similar to hermetic principles. And I sat there and I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Again, a feeling guided me there. And from that moment, I started to get into their world and I saw, I, I started being around them. And I knew that school wasn't going to teach me what I need to do to become a chiropractor. I knew that because mm. I went through business school and I will never forget this teacher. He was, he had a couple businesses. He was an amazing teacher. Um, because most time when you have a teacher, they're not usually excelling in the, the you know, if they're a chiropractor, they don't usually, usually don't, not always. There's some outliers and I've met them. Um, but it's, you're never really like the dominant one. Um, but this guy was in business and he said 90% of what you're going to learn in business school 
you're never going to use. And I was like, I spent how much money to get this degree? And you're telling me I'm not going to use 90% of it? What do you mean? Advanced statistical analysis and all those fun formulas? I had to write all of them out. I'm like, I'm never going to use any. You know, it's like one of those things. So I knew that in ahead of time. So when I got into school, after a couple, after a semester or two, I was getting, you know, that feeling was showing up. I was just like, okay, I knew there was something else. My gut kept telling me there was. When I found that, then I started to go, you know what? I need to go to workshops, webinars. I mean, uh, you know, seminars and things like that outside of school to learn this thing called chiropractic, to really learn how to adjust, to really learn how to do certain things. And even though at the time, I mean, it was like, you know, people were doing all this, people were all following. It's like anything else. I was just like, no, I just was like, after a certain point, I had started to build the confidence where a couple of people here and there, I mean, I did energy healing at one point. I was, I went out to learn energy healing and energy medicine so I can understand chiropractic better. So what is, what is energy medicine then? Energy medicine is looking at, there's different techniques for it, but it could be something as like Reiki. And that's why I first went into mm-hmm. with healing with the hands and it's moving the energy or moving the chakras. There's two point touch therapy. There's a motion code. These are all various type of modalities that work on moving energy around or clearing energy up or stored energy in certain organs or certain parts of the body. And you're just mm-hmm. releasing it. So like from a, if some people hear these things and they kind of go, Oh, this sounds a little out there. Well, they've scientifically proven that our fingers have negative and positive polarity. I mean, and the thumbs are neutrals. So we like a they, magnet. Yeah, like that. They, this is one of the techniques in chiropractic called best. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, going to school. He was one trimester ahead of me, um, the grandson who created the technique. And so I used to pick his brain. I wanted to learn as much as I could about it because I was learning energy healing techniques. And all of a sudden I find out chiropractic has a variety of their own. And I was like, what is this? And they're like, this is polarity. You know, you have this, this, this is how you touch and hold in two points. And I was just like, huh, this is interesting stuff. Um, and it opened my whole mind, a whole new world. And I was like, that's what just, again, that feeling of, you know, just there was a synchronicity there. And I was like, I just need to go in this direction. And after enough time of, you know, first you take that first jump and you're kind of like, okay, this is interesting. And then you come back um, and you keep making those jumps. It just gets easier and easier. But, you know, I come from uh, to have that, like, to take that jump and then to hear all the feedback or whatever may come. I mean, I, I come from a very Italian family. It's all I ever heard was comments and this and that and all this fun stuff. So it's like I was kind of used to that already. And then chiropractors have to have thick skin because we get, you know, a lot of still people still think we're not real doctors. And so it's one of those things where I'm just like, cool. I mean, it is what it is. This is what I'm going to do. And the heck with the rest. Just watch me and see what happens. And I took that from a sport mentality and some other things. And I started just applying it into my life and moving forward with it. Hmm. Wow. I I had no idea that we had like magnetism in our fingertips. That's where I'm like, Vic, I'm stuck on this man. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm like the guy, uh, you know, that like hears something in a sentence and just kind of like, okay, the rest of it went on. <laughs> just like, that's super cool. It is cool because here's the thing. I'm very scientific and everything. So I always love to know the science or know the why. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, my hands, I could just hold something in a certain place with an intention and energy is going to flow. Okay. that That's cool. But how does that all work or what's, what's happening or how does this process really come about? I mean, but when I started learning this, like, you know, this has been going on for three to 5,000 years ago, they used to do stuff like this. I'm like, okay, there's something to this stuff. Why didn't we learn about this sooner? Why is it being so whatever? Um, but it's just cool. And there's just so many different, you know, after like 10, 12 different techniques I learned, I was like, it's all energy at the end of the day. 
And, and so it's the same thing like in life, everything's just energy. And I can get on a whole nother topic with that, but it's, it's one of the things from, um, when we, we look at how our, our just our body is and when it comes to these type of things, it's, it's amazing. Um, it has always blown my mind and I've always been that curious kid. I like to learn. So when I find something, I'm like, Oh, really? I want to learn a little more about that. Let me, let me dive deeper. I want to really get into that and understand and learn hmm. it. No, that totally makes sense. Well, let's switch gears and. We talked about this a little bit before we jumped on to the conversation was, you know, it's like, um, as far as finances, right? Our fear of finances. And I had shared with you, you know, like, uh, I grew up in a, in a poor family. Like my dad was the only one that worked and he was working as a security guard. So you can imagine with, you know, two boys, <laughs> we want to eat and, uh, you know, it was one of those as I grew up and, you know, got married and everything like that, I would see like the utility company end up in the truck outside of my house. And my first instinct was run to the computer and go check and see like, you know, log in energy.com, you know, <laughs> look at the utilities and see, Hey, am I, you know, up to date? Am I past due? Hey, I got to pay. So I don't get my utilities shut off. Um, it's, it's almost like a, almost like a script or a football play, right? That's written out. Hey, I know this is the situation and it becomes like this automated thing. Um, you and I had talked about the finance, uh, kind of concerns that we can have, right? Something that you've gone through as well. Can you help to like lay out how do things like, like that, like for you with the finances, how does that get embedded? Like, and we're, we're not even conscious of it, Right. I didn't realize it until my wife's like, where are you going so quickly? I'm like, the utility company's out there. I got to go check. It was like, oh, wait, those words came out of my mouth. And it was like, you know, light bulb moment. But how did those things get um, like embedded kind of to have us take the next actions on those, right? Yeah, I mean, it all starts, you know, well, it, it, it it's around three to five years old, right? And this is when the programming begins. And this is where it gets into that subconscious mind. I mean, our brain, so you have different brainwave states. And when we're, when we're up to about the age six, seven, it's usually primarily a theta state, which means it's like you're, you're it's like a meditated state. So you're just a sponge and absorbing things. And how it gets absorbed is or the way a process happens is is usually from parents it's it, it can be siblings it can be the upbringing um how they react to life and their mm -hmm. reactions is what you're going to download because let's say you think you see you can have you can, and it could be something as simple and it can be something it, it, you would never even excuse me you'd never even think you, you the child was taking this in but let's say a child's watching their parents argue and they're really upset and the child's feeling the emotions because children, are they can feel energy. They can feel emotions. And all of a sudden, they just hear the word money. Instantaneously, they're not going to, they don't have the brain. It's not developed yet to logically process. Was that money about the argument about money? Were they talking about like, where did it happen? They don't have that. So what happens is all they hear is they hear the argument, hear the emotions. Boom, money. Oh, man, money means that. Right. Wow. And then how many times are we feeding into that cycle now? Most of us are all conditioned in some way, shape or form. We have habits of how we react. So you're not going to just react to money one time like that. 
You're going to do it multiple times over and over. So you build that into their hardware. The child's just downloading it. Parents half the time don't even think it's happening. And that's the process when it comes. And I'm just using finance as an example. You can talk about your relationships. You can talk about your health and how you see it. There's so many different levels. It all works the same way. And so that is what gets encoded into the brain. And it is a code. It is a process, just like with the utilities, right? Every, you see that? Oh man, instantaneously. And, and it's one of those things like, it's the same concept. It is a code that will run. I can literally, I've become aware of this. I laugh at my wife. This is how powerful this stuff is that I will react a certain way. And I will tell my wife where that came from. That's how aware I am. But then I laugh about it because I go, it's still running. Like, I can't turn that off. I mean, I know how to turn it off, like shift my energy and all that and then get myself recentered. But it's one of those things I'm like, I'll start, I'll laugh about it at times. Like, honey, I, this is, this is what's going on inside me. And I know exactly where, here's what happened. This is what the experience was. This is this because I've done so much introspective work. Um, but at the same token, it's still, that program still runs. It's just, it's, it's fascinating how it does. So how do you become more aware, like more, um, alert to when those kind of things are happening because from what i've experienced it's not just like if i had an issue um that was hindering it at work right my belief system is with me whether i'm at work or at home and so it's impacting decisions in both areas how do we become more mindful aware and alert of like what those subconscious uh, beliefs are that are impacting us in our life. The most simplest thing to create that awareness is look at patterns, look at the things that keep showing up often. Or if you want to even use it this way, look at the stories you're telling yourself or how you react to something, right? The reaction or the trigger is very, a good thing to become more aware because and you, you don't have to understand why the trigger's there. Let's say you're like, I don't know why I'm getting upset about this, but this really bothers me. Right. And you just, just, you just saying that you're starting to put energy to a different area to focus on. And now as you keep that, keep that awareness, start to be like, I don't know why, but I just feel like, why am I reacting that way? And that will start to expand. And then all of a sudden answers slowly will start to come to you where you're like, okay, I want to dive deeper. And then a thought or an idea, or you'll play a movie in your head and you see something go on and you're like, Oh, okay. I can see where this may have come from. Oh, wow. Now I see that I saw it. It doesn't, you don't, and some people like, I never get that experience. You don't have to, everybody's different. Some people go all the way back and know the exact moment when it happens. Some other people just become aware of the feeling and they go, okay, I know when I feel this, this is what happens. I'm going to turn that and go this way. And, and, and both are right. It's just, which one do you feel you need? Me, I'm the type of person I like to know where it came from. So it's just the way my mind works. It won't shut up until I know that. Then when I know that, I can say, okay, great. That was good. That served me at the time it did. And then I start to change it and say, this is where I'm going to go moving forward. But it's those patterns. And, and, and the thing is, this takes work. And some people say, I got to be on all the time. Well, just, you know, just take it easy. Look at the, some of the big things, right? Look at where you don't like in your life right now. Look at what is a challenge for you. What's been a challenge? How do you see it? How do you react when the challenge comes? So let's, we're talking finances. When a bill comes in unexpected, how do you react? Does your heart go a little faster? Do you start having some negative self thoughts? What's showing up? That's going to be a trigger to open a door for you. If you say, hell hi, or why am I reacting? It's just a bill. Cause at the end of the day, it's just a bill. But because it came out of your awareness, un unexpected, 
that's triggering something within, but that can be a game changer or where your focus goes. If you keep looking at your debt, if you have it, or you're looking at, you know, maybe your income's not where you want it, whatever that is there, those are, those are opportunities for you to become more aware and say, well, where, what's this leading me to? And you can start asking those questions. Why do I feel what's, what are the, what are the things that I'm feeling or what are the things that I'm saying? And you want to use the word what now? Why? Because why? does not come into the left brain. Um, what does that you can use that for language of breaking things down? Why is a feeling? It's not, you, if I say, why do you feel this way? You're gonna be like, well, uh, uh, because of, and you're just going to ramble off. But I'll say, what are the feelings that are showing up? You can instantly go, yeah, I'm feeling this. I feel like this. And I feel like that. So those are some things you want to, you can utilize to start going in and start creating this little journey. Gotcha. No, for me, when I hit those kind of points, I either jump in the shower or I go for a walk. <laughs> seems to be like where um i guess like the barriers or the hesitancy you know the kind of like the fog of war so to speak is removed and it's like i feel like i have additional clarity almost like you know when you trying to solve a problem you jump in the shower and it's like oh hey here's the idea <laughs> you get the solution for it well um we had talked about the finances um you know like that being something that has been something like you you've worked through and continue to work through. How did that come about for you? And then when it comes up, you know, you're like, I already worked through this. What's the best way to handle it? I mean, is it like a one and done or is it almost like layers that will continue to work through? How does that, that come about? We can always go deeper. There's, <laughs> there's always more depth to go. So, you know, for me, it's always been it, it, to get to that point and, and to face these things. Um, I remember when I first started my business, so this is where the whole wake up call happened for me because, um, I started my business and, and about a year, year and a half later, right? You talk about having those fears and having those worries built in about money and scarcity and fixed mindset and all those things. Well, the world and universe kept showing me that. So it kept showing me how I had scarcity and in income, not getting to where I needed to in order to get myself out of debt. Then student loans were not being friendly at the time. This was back in 2009, 2010. So yeah, you know, it's just the whole banking thing and the crisis and all that went on. Um, they were not friendly at all. They didn't have the programs they did now. And so all that adding, 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 which I ended up, I had to make a choice. And the choice was to go, to go personally bankrupt to get myself a break. So I put everything on credit cards. I was using credit cards just to try to, because I, I believed in myself and I knew I can do it, but there came a point where it just was not turning around. Um, and I can, I can go bankrupt personally. I'll mess that up for a while, but I knew I can bet on myself hundred percent on the business or I let my dream go and I go work for someone, pay off the debt, get recouped and then go and start up again. Well, I chose the first one. And when I went, I, it took me a year to make that decision to go bankrupt. I was, you want to talk about limiting belief, like low self-worth, not thinking I'm good enough. I can't believe I was going that route. I'm cheating. I'm cutting corners. I had everything in my head um, about that. But here's where things started to change because when it all happened and I went bankrupt and I cleared everything out four months later, all of a sudden I started to look back and I said, how did I create that? Not only that, why did I have to go through it? What was the reasons behind that? And I started connecting dots. 
And that's where I started to go, man, my focus was always on debt. My focus was always on scarcity. My focus was not having enough. And the more I kept seeing that, I was like, holy cow, I created that in every step of the way that it created all the circumstances and situations. So then I said, well, what if I change all that? And I start focusing on growth and expansion and prosperity and all that. And I said, what? It's going to be the same thing. I understood the energy and I made that shift and growth happened in the next couple of years, but it wasn't there in my bank account, which was weird. So like, what do you mean? So here's what I mean. So when I first started my business, if I said, well, if I made, you know, 300,000 a year, I'd be good, man. I only have this much debt. I'd have to pay. I'd be, I, 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 my bills, expenses, overhead for the business. I'd be like, and then I have all this excess money. Oh my God, I'd be killing it. So I get close to that. And all of a sudden I'm like, why is my bank account not growing? This is how powerful limiting beliefs are. And I wrote about this in my first book because I talked about, it was like 10 limiting, you know, I, I was Googling, like what's the 10 top limiting beliefs when it comes to money. And I had nine out of 10. You know, money is the root of all evil. Uh, money only, do you think money grows on trees? Um, those kind of things. It was all scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. And I said, you know what? This is where I turned into beliefs. And I said, if beliefs are the code to life and they dictate how we live and our experiences, I need to go and address every single one of these. So I started doing stuff with um, neural, 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 neuroscience type process where it's like, I become aware of it. How do I create a pattern interrupt when it does fire up? So like using a rubber band or a bracelet or something that I can snap my wrist or just move the bracelet on the other side um, to stop that pattern because I'll get caught up in it, right? All of a sudden a bill may come and I'm like, oh, here we go again. I'm going backwards. And I'd be like, no, 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 we're good. I mean, I had a credit card maxed out at 10,000 on a business credit card. And, but this is how I knew I changed. I was like, I'm going to pay that off. The money's going to come. I needed to get some supplies for certain stuff. And I was like, I'm going to make money off this. I'm going to pay this down. And then all of a sudden I was like, it was, it took me about a nine months. And then all of a sudden I had like four X the money come in in a month excess on everything. And I was like, I could pay that off. I can fill up savings. I can do this, but it all happened because I did the limiting beliefs and changed them because once I did that and corrected them or it shifted more to prosperity, growth mindset. Like, Hey, things may, I may have shortcomings. I may have this, but it's not going to determine who I am. It's not going to determine my outcomes. It's not, it's not going to be permanent. These are all short term and I'm going to be able to learn from this and the whatever, doesn't matter how much it costs me, doesn't matter how much money I lose. The lessons will be way, the, they'll be the most valuable thing ever. I started putting these new programs in and these are my new beliefs. All things work out for the greater good. If a door closes, a greater one opens. I started saying to these things all the time. And what happens is when you know you make a change is all based upon how you react versus or are you responding? I started responding to life rather than reacting. And uh, two years later, I mean, we had quantum leaps with 3x my business. I had 6x profits and the bank accounts reflected that very nicely. I mean, even with the growth on top. So understand that I took the growth, what my bank account should have had already, plus all that growth on top was there. And I sat and I go, I didn't change anything, anything at all, except my beliefs. And now it's there. And that's because what ended up happening, and why that works is when you have that belief of limited and scarcity and so forth, you have to keep, your brain has to keep showing you and creating that for you because you believe it. It's going to have you look at things to see it so you can create that in your life. And until you shift your mind and see things in a different way and set a new belief, and it's as simple as you just making a new belief right here, right now. I know that sounds so simple. The hard part, it's simple. The hard part is believing in that consistently and giving that power compared to your old experience. So how do you, how do you switch that? 
because it's like even saying, Hey, I'm worthy, right? Stuff that you tell yourself or you want to transition. I don't know about you, man. Like (laughs) when I was going from that limiting belief to where I'm at now, right? It was like my brain would pretty much be like, Nope, sorry, that's not you. You ain't getting there. Sorry, sucker. How do you, how do you get beyond that? Or is it just like a repetition thing? And it's almost like going to the gym and you just got to push out the sets to go, okay, and now I'm beyond just the bar and doing bench press, you know, but you had to build up that muscle. Is it the same kind of thing or different? It can be. Um, you can go to Newtonian physics route, which means you do a certain amount of reps at a certain amount of time for a certain amount of process. And eventually you'll, you'll, you'll eventually hopefully reprogram. And I forget what the, co- what the coding takes to, um, what is it? 10,000, 40,000, 50,000 times. It's a high number of repetition. It's crazy, but you can do it, right? Or you can go more quantum, which is more energy based, which is means you're still doing the same thing, but you bring feelings behind it. The feelings is a generator. That what's what creates that. But the thing I, I always recommend for people to do is you got to create a pattern interrupt because your brain's going to play a game. So there's two things we do. First, give it a name that makes you laugh or something. Call it something. I call mine stinking thinking. Um, you can call it whatever you want. You can give it, I mean, you give it a person's name. You can call it a, uh, I don't know, Loki from Marvel or DC, whatever. You can tell I don't follow these things. I know I, I pay attention a little here and there, but, um, but you get what I'm saying. You can call it whatever you want. You have to disassociate it from you because all your life with these beliefs, you believe that it was you. This was part of you. Once you realize that's not you, that's not your true self. You so, you disassociate, you give power away. You stop giving power to it. I mean, and so that's the first thing. And the second thing is the pattern interrupt, which is a bracelet, a rubber band. It's so simple. Go get a rubber band. I use most of the time, um, whatever I get at the grocery store and I'm buying whatever vegetables, uh, I'll just use that. And it's simple and easy. It's nice. It fits my wrist perfectly. Um, but at the same token, in, in any time that feeling comes up, no, I'm not saying the thought. It's a feeling. Okay. When you feel low, when you start to not have these positive vibrational emotions and, and and feeling joy or bliss or confidence or excitement about something, you're feeling more hard on yourself, down, angry, resentment, frustration, what, sad, um, uh, self-pity party, whatever those are. Usually your mind's in there, you're focusing on those things. So you just go ahead and say, you snap and say, boom, hold on. The brain feels pain. It goes, hold up, it alerts. So you broke the pattern. And then you reinforce what it is that you want that new belief to be, you know, like when it came to like my mind to be, I'm, I, I'm a type A driver uh, personality. So for me, control is something I like to have, or I like to figure things out. My wife laughs all the time. She's like, you play chess in your head all day long. I'm like, you don't have no, you don't want to be in my mind uh, when I'm trying to figure things out. It's just, it's just a chess game. But when it comes to like, when then I started telling myself, why, why can't I let go? And I started looking at my childhood and I started seeing all these moments where I didn't feel maybe not safe or uncertainty. And there was all this emotion. I said, that's just me as a kid. And I said, you know what? I'm going to set a new belief to reprogram all this. And my belief is that all things always work out for the greater good. All things always do. Now, when you tell someone that they're like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone will agree. But when, you know, things are hitting the fan, then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I don't know about that too much. It's it's a different story when you're in it. 
So I really started to harness that. So anytime the negative thinking came up, anytime I had that low vibration feelings or, you know, whatever, maybe being hard on myself or whatever that may come up, boom, snap. And I just say, all things are working out for the greater good. And it's going to be beyond my wildest dream possible. And I would just tell myself that until I felt better because I had to put the emotions behind it. And in a certain period of time, way shorter than would it be constantly just telling yourself, you can see the difference now, right? I am, you know, all things work out for the greater good. And, and it's always gonna be better than my wildest dream, wildest dream imaginable. So imagine me having to repeat that every single day over and over like a mantra. It gets, you get bored after a while. But when I come from the feeling side, it happens so much faster because now we're using energy, we're using emotions. And so that's kind of the process that you want to do. And you can choose whatever you want it to be. Choose the words, choose everything, but dissociate first, stop giving it power. That's why it's still around. Then the second thing is have a pattern interrupt. Rubber bands work wonderful. Um, and if you don't like snapping and causing pain, that's fine. Just switch it to the other side. You'll get bored of that. and Your, your brain's going to get tired of doing the same thing because you're going to go, oh, here we go again. I got to do this again. Trust me, it's, it's, it's a process. Um, and then set the, set the new belief of whatever you want it to be. I mean, literally, what is something that is the craziest thing that you can think of or whatever that is you want it to have and declare it, believe it, bring the feelings behind it and just keep doing that. In the beginning, it's not fun. You're going to be doing it over and over and, kind, you know, it shows up a lot more. But there will come this point in time and still even my level, I'm still doing that stuff. I still have to keep myself in check from time to time. I'm human. Everybody, I have my ups and downs. I have all those things. But it, it gets easier as you go along, just like anything in life. And when you bring the emotions behind, it happens a little faster. Yeah, that was one thing I was wanting to touch on was to, you know, be like, all right, Vic, is it one and done? Or, you know, do do we still need to be, uh, you know, vigilant about it? But it's like, it seems to take up, it's almost like a, when you have a tree that's diseased in your yard and you try to take the tree out, there's all those roots that run to different places. And so you're dealing with one part of it, but it shows up in a different way. Um, you and I had talked about, you know, from my childhood, I looked for security in the way of having food because my parents put a big old chain and a lock around the fridge. So my brother and I couldn't get to the food. Right. So as an adult, I had a like stand up fridge full of meat, five-year-old meat, which I wouldn't suggest eating, but in it being there, it gave me a sense of security of I have food, even though I wouldn't eat it, Vic. But, but you know, it's just those subconscious um, beliefs like you've talked about, like those limiting beliefs and the actions we then take in light of them, you know, because it's like I want to be that kid that has food, not thinking all the way through it to can I actually eat the food? Um, so. Are there certain things that, um, you know, like when you look at yourself, Vic, and you go, Hey, these, these thoughts about, um, not having enough money or, you know, like the limiting beliefs surrounding finances, are there certain things you see that, that they happen more frequently when you're there, whether it's, you know, maybe being tired, hungry, um, lonely, like, do you see triggers that kind of put you in that place to, to have those thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes it will. If it and it is, it can be where my guards down, or I'm just um, maybe I have been I've been working on things and I'm just not getting the results I was hoping for. And then I start to in the beginning, it's like it's fine. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still figuring things out. And then the results are still coming in. Then it starts to go, man. Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm just not good enough in this. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold up. And I will sometimes. The thing is, where I'm at, like these things will always show up and they evolve with you. So it's not like a one and done ever. Um, like as I said in the beginning, you can always go deeper and they will show up in different ways. The only thing is, is I catch it so much faster. You know, if I had something I was really putting a lot of energy behind, I was hoping it'd be a huge success. And then it's not, um, before it, it would be like, okay, I'm not good. This is now this. And I would, I would get down in a little bit of a hole for a little bit and then I'll come back. Now it may last 15, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, and I'm just like, Hey, this is fine. Let's just regroup. Let me reset my vision. Let me do this, 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 and this. And then I, let me get to that vibe I need to get back at. And then all of a sudden I'll get the, vibe, I'll get back to my centered place. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Let's just move forward. It is what it is. And we're just going to continue doing what we need to do and showing up in, in the way that I need to. Gotcha. So if this is something that's new for me and I'm like, Vic, I just want to research this more see, you know, like how this can help me since it's going to impact both my personal and professional life. You know, those, those subconscious beliefs are there. What are like some, some books or just other resources that can help us to, to kind of scratch the surface, to learn a little bit about this? Yeah. Um, uh, there's a book by Joseph, any of the books really by Joseph Murphy with subconscious mind is phenomenal. He has some on the power of the subconscious mind and uh, a plethora of other books that are really, really well written and, and really good. Um, not to throw in my own plug, but I do talk a little bit about subconscious mind in my last book, Decoding the Matrix. And I talk about how the matrix influences our subconscious and puts us into this state where like you just live life automatically, not realizing why you like certain things or do certain stuff and your behaviors and, and that kind of stuff, how it's programmed and how to break out of that. Um, but yeah, Joseph Murphy, I'll say is the pioneer when it comes to that kind of stuff in the subconscious. There's so many other things I can share. I think just starting there um, is really going to open up the door for you in, in, a, in a deeper way to understand how, our mind in the subconscious really works and the power behind it. Gotcha. When you mentioned about, you know, like your book and, and the matrix, what, what is the matrix within like, um, you know, like how I'm going to perceive life? What, where does that fit in? Yeah. So the term matrix, I, I chose that, you know, is because really what it is, is just a collect human collective consciousness. So it's like this, this vibration or this kind of main overall average experience. And so we're all, and then there's like subconscious. So there's, there's sub states of that or sub matrices. And that's like you, you know, there's different continents, different countries. We get to states, cities, towns, family structures. Well, I sort of gets all the way down to the micro level of just you and me. And so there's all these different layers that's conditioning and programming in some way, shape or form to try to shape life in a certain way. And so the way I kind of explain it is, is like we're born into this world pure and then we get tarnished. I know that's kind of harsh sometimes when I say it like that. And if there's other ways I can explain it. I'd be more than happy to soften that up. But it really is true. It's like we come in very like clean water and then all of a sudden as life, we go through this period of life, more and more people's mud is thrown into our water. 
Because remember, I said we're like a sponge growing up in the beginning. And so then we have this muddy water, and then all of a sudden we get to our teenage years, and then that's where the whole like disconnection happens. And that's why we kind of, uh, teenagers can be fun in some ways. I remember myself as a teenager. And, um, but it's one of those things where that's the, 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 you know, that, that, that aspect of coming in and how these layering effects can affect us. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, Vic, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming in and sharing about like the, the awareness that we can have, how we can, you know, then work from it. And also that it's like, it's not just a one and done, but to give ourselves the patience, the grace and be persistent about working on it. And just that visual vigilance, right? I guess that's the, the best word, just being on, on guard. So, um, Vic, outside of this podcast, how can men connect with you? The easiest way they connect with me is my website's my hub. You can get access to everything. Um, it's empoweryourrally.com. I have my social media links on there, my own podcast I have on there, books and, and, and some freebie stuff on there also, uh, that you can get access to to dive deeper into these kind of concepts when it comes to the mind, uh, mindset and, and things along that nature. Perfect. Vic, I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you very much. Oh, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one. <laughs>